Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. Great to have you again. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, talking about uh, roles of people in, in society as well as authority. And uh, question 325 of the UCAT asks, what is the basis for authority in society? Yeah, that's a, it's a very good question. You know, we live in an age where authority is not respected. People don't, don't like authority, and um, they think of it as encroaching on their freedom, but that's quite the opposite. It's precisely authority that enhances freedom, enhances human freedom. We need legitimate authorities in our life. You know, Thomas Hobbes, who was an uh, influential philosopher in the founding of this country, he wrote a book called Leviathan, and he thought that the reason for government is so that people won't kill each other. Uh, and um, so, you know, the notion of a social contract where people are, ba- in his terms, people were basically evil and they would just kill each other if you did not have a legitimate government. But that's not the Christian position. The Christian position, as espoused by St. Thomas Aquinas in De Regimini Principi, was that, no, even without not uh, uh, original sin, the human race would still need legitimate authority. Why? Because you need a, a unifying principle. You need someone who can direct us in the common good. Each of us are have a have a facility with go and resourcefulness with going after personal goods. But we need authority to help us to direct us in the work of the common good, uh, and an organizing principle, so to speak. Uh, and so we need authority. And that's that's a very important point of Christian. That's why uh, St. Paul talks about, you know, the need to obey legitimate authority, because we need authority that, you know, the word authority comes from uh, the word, the Latin word octoritas, which uh, means uh, we get our English word author. It means the author of something, the you know, the origination of someone who who originates something like, mm-hmm. you know, parents are the authors of life uh, for their children and things like that. And so the idea is authority. If we think of authority in that way, then we'll see that authority is actually life-giving. It can enhance freedom as long as the authorities do not become despotic. They realize that the foundation of society is the good of the human person, and they enact laws that accord with human reason. Okay. And again, the focus is on the common good. Exactly. We need good for the individuals. We need to work for the common good because the good of individuals lies in the common good. They are interconnected. And um, we, uh, we sometimes forget that. We sometimes pursue our own selfish pursuits without regards for other people. And uh, we need to stop and think and make sure that uh, we are always seeking the common good, what is good for others. Because love is about seeking the good of others, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. 
So 326 of the UCAT asks, when does an authority act legitimately? Sure, an authority acts legitimately whenever it enacts, um, you know, laws that are in accord with human reason. Um, and uh, they do not, so that they don't, so that they can truly foster the common good and um, truly foster uh, human freedom and uh, interpersonal, you know, the ability to develop authentic interpersonal relationship among, it, among peoples. So how can the common good be promoted? Oh, the common good, good. That's an excellent question. That's the, the, uh, an important question. How do we work toward the common good? And uh, the way we do that, of course, first and foremost, is to seek God's wisdom. To seek to, to God's wisdom in everything and to always strive to act in accord with human reason, to do what is reasonable. Is what I am doing reasonable? Um, does it make sense? Have I thought it through? And we should consider that every action we do, even the, the, most, the actions that seem the most individual, actually do contribute in some way, can contribute in some way to the common good. Everything we do, we should have in mind that we are this this is for the common good. So the UCAT says that the common good implies that men can live in society with freedom, peace, and security. Yeah, absolutely. You need peace. First of all, uh, to, the common good requires a peaceful society. We need to come up with a peaceful modus vivendi. And that's really the point of politics. Look, politics, is a politics is not a bad word. It can be a bad word. <laughs> But politics itself is a good word because it means how to get people to live together in peace. And, um, and you need that because without peace, if everyone's just at each other's throats, if, you know, and this is, problem, this is part of the problem with modern politics, is it's just, it's, it's very difficult for people now on opposite sides of the spectrum politically to come together and talk. We need to come up with a peaceful modus vivendi, a peaceful way of living, so that people can talk to each other, engage in dialogue, um, so that people can participate uh, together. Everyone has a role to play in society. There is no one who is unimportant when it comes to society. We all have a role to play. We, we need to discern what our role is in that. And whatever our role is, we always need to look at it in terms of service. We are here at the service of the common good, the service of the community. And if we do, and if we do that, we will come to discover our own good, which lies in the common good. So just in, in to tie that in with current affairs, we have this issue of ISIS, who is bombing like crazy and really threatening uh, the security of the United States in many ways. So what is our response as a nation, as a country of the United States? What, from the perspective of the church's point of view, what is the proper response? Uh, again, you have military, obviously, to help keep the peace and to protect the nation. At what point do you engage in military warfare and battle to go after, say, like ISIS and to, to, to keep the peace? That That's an excellent question, Tim. You know, and that's... 
That's why, first of all, we have to be very careful about who we elect as leaders because we also have an election year coming up. And we have to be very careful that the people we elect as leaders have the virtue of prudence. St. Thomas Aquinas talked about that we need all the virtues. We have the four cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. And we need all those, and everyone needs all those. But a leader needs particularly prudence. Why? Because a leader needs to know uh, fundamental moral principles and has to be able to apply them in particular situations. That's why our leaders need to be prudent. Not intelligent persons necessarily. Not uh, people who always seem to have the right friends or right answers or agree with us. Rather, people who have the virtue of prudence. Now, how do you know if someone has the virtue of prudence? Well, it's hard to know if someone has the virtue of prudence. But you know if someone doesn't have the virtue of prudence, someone who thinks that abortion is okay does not have the virtue of prudence, pure and simple. Because the, the most fundamental of moral principles is that it is always and in every case wrong to directly and intentionally kill innocent human life, which is abortion. Mm -hmm. So anyone who thinks abortion is morally acceptable does not have the virtue of prudence. Anyone who thinks that gay marriage is okay does not have the virtue of prudence. So, so there are ways of knowing who doesn't have the virtue of prudence. But So if we're going to deal with the problem of ISIS or any geopolitical military problem, mm -hmm. we first of all have to ensure that we get leaders in there who have the virtue of prudence and, be, and that's why we elect leaders, because they have information that we don't. And so they have to make decisions based on information they have. Um, so uh, in answer to your question, what do we do about ISIS and that? Elect good leaders, especially in election year. Go out. Get involved in politics. Get involved in elections. Elect pro-life people. Elect people who are against gay marriage who are for authentic marriage. and um, That's a great point. John Paul II was fond of saying that the family unit is the most integral unit of society and, and of the world. And if you have a healthy family, you have a healthy society. Absolutely. You know, the, the renewal of, the fa of family life, which is based on marriage, so the renewal of marriage, uh, is an integral part of, uh, you know, fostering a good, healthy um, society and working for the common good. Perfect. So the UCAT asks, what can the individual contribute to the common good? We're at question 328. What can the individual contribute to the common good? And this is where, this is the importance of freedom. The importance of freedom is that everyone is free to use their intelligence and their creativity to figure out ways to contribute to the common good. There are infinite number of ways to contribute to the common good. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It can be very simple. It's as simple as parents taking care of their children. It's as simple as cousins and brothers and sisters helping parents to take care of their children. You know, mm -hmm. help with your nieces and nephews. It's as simple as 
childless couples helping or adopting or helping other people who have children. Um, it's, but this idea that we're all working together, that, and that's what the, the notion of the common good is. You need something. If I can supply it, I will supply it. And that's the philosophy of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. So many Catholic parishes have the St. Vincent de Paul Society to help those in need. Exactly. We, and, you know, uh, it's, uh, this is what I've noticed about people from Ohio. They're just very generous with what they have. They're very willing. They want to help people. And it's a very Christian notion to want to help people. Good point, Father. We've been listening to Father Greg Maturi. Father, could we have your blessing before we uh, close for today? Sure. Heavenly, Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon us so that we may grow in your wisdom, so that everything we think and say and do will be in accord with your wisdom for the common good, for the good of the human person, so that we all may enjoy the life of heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. We have hundreds of past Faith with Father shows archived, and we are now podcasting all of the new shows. You can subscribe right on our website, livingbreadradio.com. Go to the programming tab and click on Faith with Father. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry, your host, saying, God loves you more than you can even imagine, and you're only one confession away from being able to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.